Hello and welcome to All About You with OMG and Friends, where we talk about the things that you think about and some things you don't. I am your host, OMG, along with my co-host, Silky Smooth. And Festus Samoye. We have Pastor Festus Samoye joining us today. You know, as always, we'd like to thank you for joining us and we ask that you please join in on the conversation where your thoughts, your comments, and your opinions help drive the conversation. You know, today we're going to talk about the loss of humanity and whereby we are briefly going to discuss your birthright citizenship is per, I think somebody calls them 45, <laughs> as well as migrant um, caravan. And then lastly, we'll talk about the HR 1242 bill that probably a lot of us don't know much about. But um, just synoptic overview regarding the migrant caravan, and all of you are aware that as of October 12th, there started out being 160 people, you know, headed towards the border. And as they've gone through Central America, they have, you know, kind of exponentially grown. So now it's almost 5,000 people. Here we are now. Okay. And they have now, I think at this point, kind of settled into Mexico City, some of them. But, um, you know, the reason that they are fleeing, as you know, is for, per, you know, running from persecution and poverty as well as violence and gangs and all this other stuff. So even while they've been on the road, a lot of literally on the road, um, a lot of them have been kidnapped. Kidnapped? By gangs. Mm -hmm. And for what? what? Child trafficking, making them work for them as slaves. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I mean, you gotta think of- Forced into slavery. Absolutely, about where they are. So the journey, as you know, posed quite a few dangers as opposed to um, women having babies and people getting colds and we have children and all of that. So now they have finally, as of yesterday, I think, or on the 5th maybe, two days ago, arrived in Mexico City where they have been somewhat offered some asylum. Oh, okay. Well, those who choose to take it. I don't think everybody's taking it. There are those who still want to come to the U.S. border. So, right. y'all know what that says, right? Why? I know, but um, 45 is already, yeah. you know. Um, you know, some, that's a lot of interesting things just in, in that. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to touch on that I too know, much, right? but... It's a lot of interesting things there because it speaks to uh, American foreign policy. Mm -hmm. It speaks to the strength of other governments. You know, oftentimes we say, "Oh, why don't they just fix this? Why don't they just fix that?" If they could, they, they probably would. would. Right. <laughs> you know, so uh, yeah, it's kind yeah. of it's kind of a, a deep situation here. But I, I do think I, I mean it, I, I have very strong feelings about their coming here. Um, there's part of me that believes that there there are a lot of people in this country, you know, and they're steady getting to come over without any citizenship, and then that can automatically kind of lead me into the birthright yeah. um, citizenship. That's a whole nother thing that we'll just tap on really, yeah. you know, briefly, um, because again, I want to get to the HR twelve forty two bill that probably most of you don't know about. But for the most part, they have almost twenty five hundred kids involved with all of this caravan and. While some have taken asylum in Mexico City, there are others, and there are two more groups that are coming that's starting to walk north now. And so they plan to um, still go to come to the U.S. border. So even though 45 has said, y'all can come over here if you want to, I'm going to have 15,000 active troops at the border. Yeah. We will shoot. We'll do whatever it takes. They'll start shooting. Absolutely. Well, they're, they're not going to just start opening fire on people. They, the threat was if these people use what would be considered deadly force, they would respond with deadly force. But okay. the thing is, yeah, they'd respond in kind. But 
you know, and that comes, you know, people say, well, them throwing rocks ain't deadly. It's like, you know, David killed Goliath. You know what I'm saying? So you have to, yeah, you have to, you, you know, you have to kind of consider that. But at the same time, I don't think that these people are coming. I don't think they're coming to I don't think so either. But the thing is, it's, it's, it's just like, you know, if you throwing a party at your house and it's a nice party and it's somebody like, yo, I'm bringing my cousin. Dang. I don't know about their cousin. You know what I'm saying? Right. And America got a nice, yeah. America got a nice party going. You know, we could live here with freedom. You know what I mean? People aren't hanging you, shooting now, you. Freedom is you know. an illusion, if you ask yeah. me. I don't really so cool. engage in that. But uh, that's a yeah, and ambiguous yeah, I, topic. I, I, I think so. I, I agree. <laughs> but I guess compared to other places, compared to other places, it's better to be a place to come where your money goes a lot further. Because they're saying even in Mexico, their money doesn't go as far as it does here. Yeah, and, so and all still that's true, but it's just better here. for some people. Absolutely, but yeah. um, 45 is pretty much, Trump has already said that, you know, you got, this is an invasion. Y'all need, and he's talked to the yeah. Mexican government, y'all need to take care of your people and stop them from coming this way. Yeah, and that's the thing, it's not Mexican people, you well, know. Well, it's Honduran, it's Guatemala, yeah, and and see, that's Central America. Right? It's Central America, and right. See, that, and that's the thing, though. I think one of the, the major issues is that has brought about a lot of divisiveness is the language that uh, our current president uses. uses. Well, isn't that always it, the case? I mean, he what, used the wrong absolute, language, ab- no matter what absolute, the Absolutely, and yeah. so when you say, well, we're building a border wall against Mexico, people think, man, the Mexicans are doing something too. And it's like, it's not the Mexicans, it's literally all, all those Central, yeah. Central American like, countries absolutely. that are, are fighting against war, uh, uh, drugs and that's very interesting. And this cartel is serious. The, the, They're taking people. Yeah, and the, and I think the thing that's very uh, interesting about that is that right now we have a major drug e- epidemic Absolutely. in the United States. Absolutely. So you have to correlate the drug ec- epidemic in the United States to with the so refugees, close, right, okay. because the thing is, these people would not be seeking asylum if we didn't have the drug drug epidemic that we are having. Because that's where the drugs are coming from. Absolutely, that's a cartel. That's exactly what that's for. And like I said, they're taking people and snatching them and making them, you know, the, the yeah. trafficking thing, which Absolutely. We, we talked about last forcing week. Forcing them so to carry the forcing drugs. Forcing them to carry the drugs, yeah. Uh, sex, um, sex trafficking, just, uh, I mean, you name it. Yeah, you know, and they're at a grave disadvantage traveling like that because half the time they're tired. And they, they did finally say that those that arrived um, in Mexico City two days ago, um, that they were resting at a stadium, I guess a, a sports stadium. Somebody mm-hmm. was giving them some the opportunity to to rest there. But and you have people that's don't Mexico's donating food and well, money and clothes and, and let's I don't be know the honest what America's paying for that. Oh, you absolutely. And then he claims <laughs> that we're we going to take away the financial aid. Well, so America's can, paying for that. Yeah. So the thing is, it, the the thought process is, and you could go back and this was some stuff that was done under the President Obama administration. America helps to fund yes. the Mexican immigration policy to stave off those people from coming into the United States. So they're just kind of building up in Mexico, and pretty soon Mexico's gonna be tired of it, if you ask me. Oh, I believe you that. Know, I believe that because, like I said, they have a couple of other groups that are getting together now that's yeah. coming this way. So it's gonna be a, a, another caravan of yeah. people. So. Yeah. They're going to just kind of collect as they go along. And one thing I have to say about the Hispanics, they do stick together. I mean, come on, you got to give it. Yeah. You know, and we, we'd be, come on, they would tell me, half of us would be, Black folk would be snitching. They yeah, yeah, they were right, you know. So, okay. right, so at least the Hispanics stick together and they realize that the goal is to get out of the situation that we're in yeah. and have better lives for our families. But 
you know, again, um, Trump is going to oppose that all the way through. I mean, he's going to, and I truly believe he will pull out the troops. Um, now, why he would bring active troops, I'm not sure, as opposed to... Yeah, reserves or Yeah, reserves Guard. or National Guard. Yeah, you know, National he's Guard. just kind of yeah. over the top. He, he, but he doesn't bring it the way he should. I mean, he's no, just... No, no, no. You know, but at any rate, um, it's, it's going to start up again, so I'm glad those people who did decide to stay in Mexico and gotten some asylum, yeah. they can start to look for work and that sort of thing. Um, the others are coming here. They're like, we're not, we're not being sidetracked. We're not dealing with it. They're gonna have to do whatever they need to do to us at the border, but we're headed that way. Yeah, I think I think that's a tough situation, a very tough situation, because I, I liken it to this. Let's say you're at home, and somebody you know comes in your house, and you're like, man, I'm about to order a pizza, and they you're like, okay, you got five on it, and they're like, nah, I don't got five on it, but I want, I want some toppings. Pizza. Okay, yeah, bro, you want to make a choice? Like, nah, you don't, you don't <laughs> you chill, chill, chill out. You get whatever I give whatever you I at order. this point. Right. You know what I mean? Until we can figure something out, because you know you you have to look at what's being brought to the table, and just in regard to this situation, because immigrants have had a major impact in this country in terms of a good impact. Absolutely. Um, and so, um, absolutely. Go go to go to any doctor's office. The doctor ain't ain't American. You you're right about that. <laughs> go to any doctor's well, office. Well, he or she may say that he is. They may, well, if you go to a doctor's office and you say they're not American, I say, yes, I am. I have my citizenship. So he'll say that he is. Now, he may not be in, he's definitely not indigenous. Maybe they, they got the their citizenship. Right, citizenship but, that we're going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, we need to get to that. We need to get to that. But they say they're American. Well, the thing is, they, they, they are American. And I think the big thing is, how do I put this? Um, the, the concept and the idea of what is an American is what's really at risk here in terms right. of this immigration conversation. Because a lot of people look and say, well, if you're if if you weren't born here, if you weren't, then you're not an American. Well, the thing is, uh, just historically, if you look throughout the history of the United States, America has been a nation of immigrants. Absolutely. Like literally, literally, the people who Trump, founded, yeah, the people who founded America were immigrants. Absolutely. So, right. so the indigenous people are Native Americans. Yeah, the Native so Americans. that's the case, they can say, and, you know, you're not either. Exactly. Right? But unfortunately, because of the treaties that they signed with the United States of America, you know, they sh basically share the land and, and are uh, on those lands that they've been given. And so uh, it is what it is. Yeah, well, you know, also moving on towards, um, I guess, the birthright citizenship that we were talking about a minute ago. You know, the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments were pretty much considered known as the Reconstruction Amendments. And the 14th Amendment basically deals with several aspects of the citizenship and the rights of citizens. Now, what this means in common language is that if a lady were to be here and birth a baby here, that baby is a citizen here. But and she's so, not. But she's not. So you have to know that some women... Yeah. Do it on purpose. Yeah, do it they on purpose. Step across, yeah, whatever. Step across the line. Okay, I've got this baby right here. Actually, that's a very lucrative business. I can imagine and that it would people, be. People uh, from, from a lot of European countries, uh, China, yes. um, they pay $30,000, dollars $50,000 to come and have their babies here. Really? Absolutely. To whom do they pay? Well, they, they're traffickers. So okay, they're, they're, okay. It, uh, uh, and again, it's now it's kind of the reverse. See, and this is what a lot of people don't look at in the argument is that you have the reverse you have people who have means who have money and just want the citizenship that will say hey look tell you what 
I'm gonna go over there, have my baby. I'll pay forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars, have my baby, and I'm gonna go back home because I'm gonna come back whenever I want. Because and my child right, is, is right. exactly. And so you have to look at that side of the coin it's too, all, it's because it's, it's exactly because it's not necessarily just these asylum seekers who are coming and having children here in the United States. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm just not, you know, I, I always question anything that similar to this simply because um, we barely have citizenship here. I mean, hell. We're more what, American okay. than, they, than, than white Americans because we work the land. So when well, you work built, the land, it belongs to you. Well, we built the infrastructure. Just solo. That's right. land we, for rights to the soil. That's right. Um, we, we built the infrastructure. This country is rich because of us. Absolutely. And so that's why I'm amazed that other people can just come here and drop a baby and things are and, and then it's all good clear. it's yeah. okay yeah well i wouldn't i wouldn't necessarily say that because i think the thing is there's a lot of dynamics that are involved in that so let's say for example somebody comes over here as a student on a student visa how long are you going to be in the united states to finish college you're going to be in the four united years. states four to four six years, years. yeah four to six years you're you're 18 to 20 years old right. at that time you are in your reproductive prime right so the thing is the likelihood of a person who's coming here and you came here legally Right, and you just happen to get in a situation with some romance, okay. and you had a baby, and guess what? Now you and your baby are come on. And so I think that there's, we have to have, we have to look at every different dynamic of what's happening here. There are people who are taking advantage of the system, and there's some people who it's just caught up in life, you know. And the thing and it is, happens. I get and, 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 it and, and, and on a grand scale, though, it, this is it, 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 it does. But I think. Again, it goes to foreign policy. It goes to uh, ties into what you're going to talk about a little bit. Okay, I'm glad you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good segue. <laughs> so, as um, Pastor was talking about to my left here, we, we're going to actually get into the HR 1242 bill. But I want you guys to know that the 14th Amendment addresses citizenship rights and equal protection under the law. The 14th Amendment has also is intended to protect the rights of former slaves after the American Civil War, which is one of the reasons it was created. Mm -hmm. um, the 14th Amendment was also approved by Congress in 1880, I'm sorry, 1866 and ratified by the states of um, July 9th, 1868. Um, it also establishes that all persons born in the United States are citizens. Now listen to this. The 14th Amendment establishes that all persons born in the United States are citizens and are guaranteed all the rights of citizenship. That's quantum. That's, yeah, big. that's major. Mean, it's, it's huge. That's it's huge. huge. Do yeah. we have the same autonomy? I don't think. I don't, just because if I were to have a baby in France, would that automatically include me to uh, my child would be, you know? There's, there's, I think it's, uh, there's about 40 countries that have birthright citizenship. And there's only like 217, I think, countries in the world at this point. And so uh, not everywhere, but I think, again, it, it ties into this key piece right here is that America is a country of immigrants, period, yeah, point, absolutely. Blank, point blank, absolutely. period. So if you want to talk about the Native Americans and then Mexicans, because technically, um, obviously, Texas on up was part of Mexico at one point. Absolutely. So the thing and is, they that ain't gonna happen. But, uh, <laughs> right. but you know, so you, you have to say, well, were the, were the Mexicans that came to the United States, were those people then immigrants at that? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. the thing is, even if you look at just general migration as a whole, America is a nation of immigrants. And so it, we, we, have to, we, have to, we have to keep that in mind. And, and I think people are fearful 
and this is where this kind of still we don't fit in well I because we didn't come here willfully I, as an immigrant well uh, definitely I think I think the thing is now our people are of course well, that changed but yeah well, initially, initially you, you initially, didn't have no. a choice yeah. yeah and I think the thing is when a person starts off or a thing anything starts off on the wrong foot it takes a long time and to it's really hard to put it on the, on, track, on the right, right track, track. Yeah, and right. I think uh, unfortunately um, because the intent when uh, Africans were brought to the United States was for them to be enslaved forever. Um, yeah, that mentality does not leave people's minds easily. Well, you know, Kanye West in his rant, he made, <laughs> you know, he, he made comment to that. I mean, yeah. while that was all off the chain, there are some good points that he brought out, and he, I think, he made the media. He used the media yeah. to disseminate information. Kanye West needs to. Well, you know, again, it's a he distraction. Well, he's a distraction. It's a distraction. Yeah. This is what is paramount in Absolutely. the Trump administration is look at the left hand. Don't pay attention to what this right, right hand. hand. This is down here. Don't worry about that. that is you just look at this. That is very you know, true. and so he's not going to do anything for anyone. Yeah. No race of people, no ethnicity, no, no gender, no nothing. And so I read somewhere in some of my paperwork that Burma. Um, as well as Dominican Republic mm -hmm. have gone towards, and they said that Trump is kind of leaning towards being um, like those countries where they call it denationalization. Here we call it statelessness. Yeah, yeah. And see, that that's, I think, the key point, is that if he continues with this particular agenda, you're going to create a whole group of stateless people. Right, because, that's exactly Because right. once a person is born in that in that country, okay, so why does their home country have to recognize their citizenship? You weren't born They there. shouldn't, they weren't yeah, born exactly. there. So you should be, like, like it says here, if you're, right. you're born here, you're here with all the entitlement. As, exactly, and so the, the thing is, you know, we, we, we also have to keep in mind most, uh, most, most other countries have homogenous people groups. They're the same people. You know, so the thing is, they don't necessarily have the issues that we do here being a nation of immigrants. You speak the same language, you know, your parents have been there for three, four, five generations, mm -hmm. whatnot. And so the thing is, you don't have the same immigration problems as a place like the United States. You know? Yeah, we're kind of unique. I, I just look at the United States more so than a country. I look at it as a corporation. But well, it's that too. Yeah, that's why. It's that too. Yeah. That's, 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 that's it's strictly about that business and capitalist society. Corporate corporation. That's all it is. Yeah. And people don't know that your birth certificate. Do you know about that? Yeah. See, birth. Can you can you finish no, my statement? No, no, no. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. It's, it's y'all show. So. Oh no, no. But I was just saying. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't know that your birth certificate depends on how it's typed. Your name is typed on that. You are traded on the New yeah. York Stock okay. Exchange because you belong to the corporation yeah. of America. All right. Right. Wow. Most people don't know that. So, yeah. you don't own anything. <laughs> not. not even one's life. We but own you. I know, right? That's basically We're all, that's the that's the corporate mindset. So, yeah. again, we let's let's kind of, you know, talk about um HR 42. Cuz I, I know you got I thought that to was say. amazing. Uh well, you you told me about that. I said, I said, what is this a law? What is she talking about? Most people and don't know. So that's what we do here, so, though. Yeah. We try to tell you things that are going on. We're getting uh, the uh, undercover. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to get it out. But see, people, unless you are twerking or, re or, or, or regurgitating, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm serious. Unless yeah. you're twerking or regurgitating celebrity news yeah, yeah, and yeah. sports. Other than that, people don't want to listen. They don't want to know. That's true. They don't want to be awakened. And yeah. see, the world right now requires that us as a people yeah. be woke. Be woke. Yeah. 
It's a, woke, it's a woke show. I'm trying, trying to tell you, you know, <laughs> trying to get all this together. So let's say this. Okay, on January 8, 2018, a bill was quietly passed, which would begin the gathering of historical materials that would mark the 400 years since the beginning of slavery, which will be in August of 2019. That's the 400 years. Now, for those of you who are biblical, you may connect this to the 400 years of captivity the children of Israel would endure as per Genesis and Deuteronomy, in a foreign land where they would be slaves to those in power. In addition to this, it's very clear that the world is being shaken up and that something is happening. Mm -hmm. Silky, I know you've heard me say over the last couple of months, there's something brewing, I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's something major, okay? So, and, and I guess I'm just reiterating it here in this, in this um, document that I'm reading. But, um, and also in the Revelation portion of the Bible, you know, there are areas that, that basically, the, the Bible is, proph is prophesying and it's coming to true life. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you have something called eschatology. Mm -hmm. Eschatology studies the end of all things. That's right. So that's major now. So I think on that, I've got two minutes? Okay, cool. Okay. Um, but yeah, eschatology is the study of the end time. So I'm sure we're seeing a lot more of that now because we're seeing so many signs of the bible fulfilling itself yeah. sure in every angle from weather to people you know and wars and rumors I, I, yeah and wars, wars and rumors of wars and you know all of that so it's it's really something that we need to pay attention to because i do believe all of this has a spiritual connotation absolutely and so that's what we want to talk about when we come back but i think at that note i'm going to take a break how about that we'll be right back But you know what? The thing is, and, and as I was looking into it a little bit more, um, and you are you going to cover the fact that it's 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 ran mainly by donations? Did you notice this? I did notice. I'm let you. Yeah, because yeah, I don't have. Well, no, I had I had so many things that I was doing. Yeah. No, I don't want to miss anything. Oh, you got the whole thing. I got the whole thing. So yeah, so we can all just take some of the that doesn't break it down. I don't think that's just giving you a general overview. Well, I mean, it's it's, it's in here. It's just this part. So see that right there. Basically, um, the commission, their part of their job is to get the money to fund it. So this is not, it's even though it's a law, it's not a funded law. So what is it? So basically, it's a, it, it basically boils down to a, uh, a forced recognition that we're going to recognize them, but we're not necessarily going to pay to make anything. So no reparations, So bingo. Bingo. Okay. Yeah, say well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have it. I'm still thought that I was. I want to I know there's a bill of And we are back. You're listening to All About You with OMG and Friends. I am OMG and I am your host. I'm here with my...
co-host Silky Smooth and Pastor Pastor Samoye. Okay, so now we're going to move forward, guys, and talk about the HR, which in my mind means human resource. No, I think why. <laughs> uh, HR twelve forty two. You know, they have some undercuts. It have a whole bunch of that's how it is. HB with yeah. Huh? SB with House resolution. See, I tell you, I have quite a few acronyms. As I said, we could all come up with something. Thank you. We have our historian over to the right. Um, this measure, as I said, was quietly introduced January, the first of the year. And so basically what it is, the bill is to establish the 400 Years of African American History Commission to develop and carry out activities throughout the United States to commemorate the 400th anniversary of the arrival of Africans in the English colonies at Point Comfort, Virginia in 1619. Um, the commission must plan programs to acknowledge the impact that slavery and laws that enforced racial discrimination had on the United States. It is to encourage civic, patriotic, historical, educational, artistic, religious, as well as economic organizations to organize and participate in anniversary activities. Assist the states, the localities, and nonprofit organizations to further the commemoration and coordinate for the public scholarly re research on the arrival of Africans in the United States and their contributions to this country. Now, I just resent all of this. Now, I'm going to go into the commission may provide grants to communities and nonprofit organizations for the development of programs, grants to research and scholarly organizations to research, publish, or distribute information relating to the arrival of African Americans. So, in other words, you want to give all this these accolades to us now? Yeah. Why not? At year 200, why now? See, it ties into me from, from a biblical standpoint that, mm -hmm. you know, there's a force that's a higher force that's kind of well, reckoning this. I, Go ahead. Tell when, what you think. I mean, I mean, and I'm not, I'm not one who's really good at uh, uh, Jew, Jewish num numerology. Is mm -hmm. is uh, that's they kind of basically break down the numbers, and each number is assigned a particular thing. Sure. I.e., for example. Uh, the number seven because of the seventh day it was a day of completion. God's number for completion. favor and then three represents the Holy Trinity. Well, shoot, the yeah. God. Yeah. Come on now. <laughs> you get the ties today. So so yeah, so um I think that I I definitely think that there are some ties into what's happening, but there's some things that are um uh, uh, it depends on how you read it. Uh, in the text, and I think a lot of people who read in terms of uh, we're talking about Genesis, Genesis chapter thir uh, 15, 15, verse thirteen, verse 13 uh, looking at the at the the um, four hundred year freedom, people who, and when it comes to African American blacks uh, that tend to read it, they tend to read it from what's called a Hebrew Israelite lens, basically that the black people are the original okay. Jewish people. Mm -hmm. And, uh, right. and 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 therefore they have a right to the land of Israel. I don't read it that way. I don't think that that's biblically accurate because you have to literally discount uh, almost ninety percent of the Bible in order to get to that juncture. Okay. And so for that reason, I don't I don't agree with that. But the Hebrew Israelite movement, which started in Chicago and uh, I think it was in the eighties, seventies, eighties, they read the text that way. And so uh, I not to be necessarily dismissive of it, but I think it's important to realize uh, as, as a prop, uh, uh, Psalm says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And so we have to realize that what is happening is still a God movement. 
right? Yeah. It's still including African-American people. It's still including Africans. It's still including Jewish people. But we have to kind of make sure we're in our appropriate lane uh, as, 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 as... As relates to the different... As, exactly, the different yeah. movements. And what that is, is, is basically this. It's keeping in step with uh, what the Holy Spirit of God is doing. That's the, that's the key thing in all this. Because you get a lot of people who have a lot of uh, frustration and anger. Oh man, you know, them Jewish people, they came over here, they took our land. and then, Well, the current state of Israel was reestablished in 1948. 1947, 1948. So, what were you doing with the land then? Like, where, 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 where were you at then? You, you, know, you, you see what I'm saying? You, you literally, to, to, to come to the conclusion that the 400 years is speaking only about African American people, you have to look at you have to look past uh, the not only the uh, the the Jewish Egyptian slavery, which some people now say the the Bible is historically inaccurate, and so there was never Jews in Egypt, and uh, there was never slaves that built we the pyramid. Yeah, yeah and so yeah, and so that's the thing. A lot of people say, oh, okay, no, that that's not necessarily true, uh, but then you have to uh, again throw away uh, the Roman the Greek influence in that. terms of mm -hmm. the land of Israel. So you have to throw all those things away. The Ottoman Empire, which the Ottoman Empire just, just recently ended, uh, the British colonial uh, protectorate. So you have to literally throw all of those things out in order to come to that conclusion. And so that's not only historically inaccurate, but it's also biblically inaccurate. Wow, so I don't like inaccuracy. I don't like things that don't work. I do. Right, <laughs> you know, so where does, where does that leave us? I mean, what, what does all this mean? I mean, what, and why do we need it? It's not funded. Uh, it's a program that... Right, so gotta, they just put it on there. It's just, just for show? Yeah, or it's like it's we, not funded. Yeah, 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 having yeah. a party, but you got to pay to get to the party. Y yes and no. I think, I think, number one, it's significant that our government representatives are actually pushing for this. I think that's significant. Well, you don't think that's, you know, election year. I think there are a lot of things that precipitated all of this interest because, as I said, I mean, 400 years is commemorative. Yes, I get that. But at no other time have we been publicly appreciated and not to the tune of a law that's been introduced. And why was it so quiet? If it was such a great thing, it should have been over the top. And, 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 I, and, I, and I agree with that. But I think it goes to a point of the primary the primary issue is it would look like reparations well, if, it, if it was government funded it would look like well, everybody else has been has been given yeah, 40 been. acres on a mule they've gotten reparations and we're about to and i think obama didn't he sign something during the office or something where we no. should be getting some sort of i thought that's what no, it was but no that no. keeps coming that conversation has been over 20 years i mean i've, I've heard more about it getting the reparations and not, then black people don't need it, they don't deserve no, it. No, we do need it. I wouldn't say about all that don't deserve it. Well, I, I, do, I believe we do, but I'm just saying, yeah. but, you know, again, how they minimize everything if as other, it relates to others us. who had far less trials than us got reparations right. and, and but, we do well, not. When it comes to us, everything is, is different. It's always different. It's always different. And, and I don't. I don't want to leave the show well, anywhere. No, no, just say, well, no. We just well, talked about this. Well, I think. I think. I think. I think when it comes to uh, the point of birthright citizenship, and I, I don't want to skip too far ahead. No, no, just um, uh, in regard to some of the things that what Ghana is doing, I think that's in the right track. Now, right. Ghana, from what I've read, as you guys may know, as part of this, Ghana has quickly to open their arms to receive either African-Americans as well as Caribbeans to come and live there. 
Oh, to just leave the U.S. Leave the U.S. As I just said, it's to get y'all up out of here, okay? <laughs> get them out of here. Yeah. We got a place that will receive you. You can live well there. You Negroes go back. <laughs> you know? I mean, all black people are not African. But I'm just saying. That's what it feels. You know? well, well, no, I think, I, think, I think perception is key. So, so, so here's, here's the, I, had, I had the great joy of going to Israel twice. Uh-huh. And so this in, is why I wanted you. I know you had, you know, you're African raised, you know the Bible. I mean, this is like a perfect storm right here. Go ahead. So uh, going to Israel, they have what's called Aliyah, or uh, basically the right of return. And what they do is that's when you right of return, that's it. Yeah. when you become uh, 18 years old, uh, you have the, the government funds you coming back to the country to see if you want to become a citizen of the country. Be- For those that were taken from are, are born abroad okay, okay okay and so um i'm gonna talk fast Go i'm gonna talk fast but i because otherwise I, I just want, really wanted to be clear for those who are listening and those who are watching yeah and then i'll acknowledge so, our listeners so in 1948 1947 1948 uh when world war ii was coming to a close a wealthy jewish people got together and they said okay um, this is our chance to get our land back. This is always a meeting so, before the meeting. You know so, that? Exactly. Yeah. And we're so, never part of it. It's always a meeting before. So so what they did was um, the, they basically contacted those because at the time in World War II, the Jews were being heavily persecuted. And um, uh, they have it written in the newspaper that uh, they were killing Jews. Obviously, Hitler was killing Jews by right, the right, hundreds yeah. of thousands, millions. Right. And, um, and so they got on boats and they left. And they got to the port in Australia, and Australia said, "If we take one Jew, we took too many. Turn around and go." Wow! Back. Right? That's and so, and well, the thing is, how would that how would that make you feel if if they said, you know, if we took one of y'all off that boat, we took too many of y'all. Y'all go back, and they're they're you. literally setting sending you to your death. Right. And so, what ended up happening at that point is these Jewish wealthy Jewish leaders at that time said, you know what, we're gonna do our best to to get our homeland. So they went back to Israel, and those who were in Israel, they just start buying up land, and they're buying up literally patches of sand. It's nothing, so just nothing. You know, they're buying up swamps, and so as they're buying it all up, there were some places that people lived. Obviously, the Palestinian conflict. This gets into the Palestinian conflict, but basically, as the war ended, the nation of Israel said, "Hey, we, we're we're an independent nation." And basically, now this gets in a whole lot of things that are pretty controversial, uh, but but basically the British and the U.S. said, okay, cool. And um, by them helping to ratify that, those being the strongest nations at the end of World War II, right? It basically said everybody needs to recognize Israel. And that's why even today so many people have like an issue with the nation of Israel because it's like after we done got whooped up on and we don't have no money, no guns, you want to go out here. Yeah, but that's keto. That's wisdom. But anyway, uh, so then you fast forward and then what took place from there? What took place from there was uh, the country of Israel went to war with five neighboring countries. I I believe it was Saudi Arabia, Egypt, um, uh, Jordan. And a couple other countries that were neighboring uh, Syria, and they said, "Look, we're, we're not going to allow this because you're taking that land. We don't want you to take that land." Israel beat all five countries. Now these are people who literally just got off boats, were starving and hungry. But that goes to show the tenacity yeah, yeah, right. and the determination right. mm-hmm. of of people who you would have otherwise killed. Now I say that to say this: as much as sometimes African Americans complain. 
we won't use that same energy in a positive I way. Know, right? And this and is... and to me, if Ghana's saying, hey, look, y'all could come back, y'all could come here, there does have to be a lot of research to be done, a lot of questions to be answered. But why don't we use that energy to say, okay, how can we proactive? How, consider how can we it. Proactive. Yeah. Consider it. Let's Absolutely. look into the matter. Absolutely. And some people may be. I think there are some people. Well, you have about 3,000, if not 3,500 people that have left here and gone to live in Ghana. I think it's, you know, at first people are kind of like, well, you know, then as they hear more about it and research, I think you're probably going to see more people do that because I've run into a whole lot of African Americans that want to make their exodus. They don't necessarily want to be here. I'm seeing that a whole well, see, lot all more, of us are more not over from the past here. 10 years. All, all of us are not Africans, so I don't know if that's going to be the answer where all, all black people have to well, be there. Correction, everybody's African. Well, yes, that's right. Every the, last... the genome of the Thank DNA you. Mankind starts started in, in Central Africa, Africa and people yeah. evolved so, right, right out. So, yeah. so I think, again, this goes to the narrative that we've been given. And that's Again, why I, that's yes, why I appreciate this bill. Right. That's why I appreciate this law. Well, I'm glad uh, yeah, <laughs> because because it goes to say that hey, look, we need to look at the good that's been done. Mm -hmm. We need to look at the good that these people are doing. Just one example of that is America. If you go and look at the uh, uh, World Economic Forum, you can see it. Uh, they just recently did the research. America has is the number one PhD country in the entire world. Right? We have the most PhDs in the entire world. A couple years back. Houston Chronicle did a study. Nigerians have the most PhDs in the United States. So what does that mean? That means Nigerians are the most, most educated yeah, people in the, in the world. world. Yeah. Well, you know, this it, guy... Hands down. Yeah, this, there was a but guy... But I, I hear white people acknowledge that all the time. So where is he from, Nigeria? Oh, boy. <laughs> they, they also have good game. Now, don't get it twisted. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, you got all the things they do. I'm just Nigerians. telling you. Yeah, well, we all do. Don't just say they got good game, but they are smart. Smart. But see, I watched something on YouTube the other day when they were talking about some of the 3,500 people that have moved to Ghana. And they gave... They were just saying basically that it's very peaceful. There is no sign of any inclination whatsoever of any uprising or not like we are here, kind of no. frantic. The lifestyle is smooth. You can live well with less money, $100,000, get a house built. You got some land, um, sun, the beach is right there. The foods are awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they said that one of the main things that people had an issue with was the traffic. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, now I, I've not been to Ghana. I'm from Nigeria. That's what Africa oh. raised me. Go. But but in all seriousness, um, I did spend some time in Nigeria after my parents passed away. My mom passed away, and I'm I was sorry. in Nigeria for three months uh, as a teenager. Um, and the thing that was significant, I felt that peace as a teenager. That's what they're saying. That that's one of the main things that I extrapolated from watching it was the peace that this cat. Now he left here. Uh, the guy who was driving the taxi or whatever he had been there five or six years and he was like i'll never go back this is a whole nother lifestyle a whole nother way of living you know being healthy the beach is right there the fruits and vegetables are awesome i mean you just walk down the street but then more importantly they spoke of um family yeah, yeah, yeah. how you feel connected the connectedness when you're over there see we're so disjointed what, here. what, what part of it is the pace of life Yes, I, yeah, I would imagine, the, yes. The pace of life is totally different. So you can't necessarily engage uh, the same way um, that you have to that you, here. That you do here. You're kind you have of, to. It's probably you don't have a choice. Yeah. yeah. You have to. Yeah. Right? yeah. But there, it was never set up that way. So that you have that peace, that inner peace, that familial connection, even with people of whom you were not related. 
But you still have some sort of other piece. You have something then, in common then, with them. Right. And, and and they see it that way. They accept you where here it's it's not that way. And, if we go there, we're embraced. Absolutely. And, and I think it's I think it's even with that, there's still some hairs to pull there. Um, because even though I think that uh, African Americans are embraced back in Africa, I think there's a lot of misconceptions about Africa. Well, we've always been well. told that Africans don't necessarily care for African Americans, or they don't respect us. Not, I didn't. Not, not, I'm not heard. Yeah, well, similar situation. Well, you're from Africa. Just tell us. Okay, I'll get, I'll tell you a personal story. <laughs> okay, right? I'll tell you a personal story. So. Uh, so my parents came here in the 80s to, to go to school. A lot of, as a matter of fact, uh, there was a law in place that was keeping people from coming to the United States, and that law got lifted in the 1980s. Okay. That's when you started seeing a large okay. influx okay. of Africans, right, and Indians and whatnot. And so uh, once that law got lifted, a lot of Africans came here to study agriculture to go back home. Oh, they take and take the information away. Yeah. And so. Um, uh, one person that my my dad met in particular was one of his professors who was african-american and you know uh, excuse my language but the professor told him why don't you just take your black ass back to africa right and so one of the things that happened was a professor, a professor wow. told him that and so the thing is one of the things that happened was africans thought they would be embraced by african-americans and when so they came when side. they came it wasn't it wasn't what they thought it was going to be okay but then again because a lot of Africans did not understand the history of slavery and the history well, it started of started with Africans. Well, I mean, well yeah, but Africans not, had slaves. Uh, but yes their slavery no. it was different. Okay, you could become a part of family. It was you could own land. Slavery. We sold each other. Okay, okay. It, it, it was. Yes. The dignity was. It was oh, different. I don't, I don't it was different. That. I was well, different. Well, well, the thing is, a lot of time it was based off of war. So the thing is, if we were at war, mm -hmm. right? It only makes sense to me. To say, you know what, you're a slave and you can't go anywhere. Why? Because I don't, I don't want you to go to war with me again. Right. So that just makes sense. Now people come and start saying, you know what, I'm gonna give you a gun so you could beat him in the war. Then you say, you know what, take him with you. I don't <laughs> want him either. Right. So we, you know, we, you know, you you got to look at it from a very practical standpoint, right. right? Why would I have this person who I just burned their village down, living in mine? Are you gonna poison my food one day? Right, so, right. so we we can't we can't really just think about it and say, well, black folk did this to black folk, and it's like, well, white folk do stuff to white folk too. You know how many wars have been fought in England? Right. Yeah. You, you know how like let's let's that had nothing to do with black folk. You know what I'm saying? You could literally go through and talk about every um every uh, monarchy that changed hands that went to war in England. So you know that was white folk. So it's not to say that oh these people are better or worse. People are people, you know what I mean? And that's what comes down to humanity. You know what I mean? Humans that's hurt right. humans. Yeah, that's right. Right. And us knowing that, we have to really put ourselves in a position to where we can say, how can I do? What can, as, and what can I do? What, what can I do and how can I do it mm -hmm. to help uplift humanity? And especially, it doesn't. It really doesn't matter your race, but if you know that that person has been uh, right. oppressed in the past, not well, to mention oppressed the white folks. Right, <laughs> right. I feel that too. Not only that, the the slavery system um, in Africa was interesting because the slave could become a part of the family. They could marry the owner's daughter or marry the owner's marry the mm -hmm. owner own land, and eventually they worked themselves out of slavery. 
So, and sometimes they will even come, like, for instance, if people were coming from Nigeria and they don't have anywhere to go, say, so I'll, I'll sell myself as a slave, but he works his way out. His, dig, his, his language is not changed. His name is not changed. Well, that's what, that's what He's dignity still, and but, integrity. I right. That. That's what I'm saying. But so you know, it I wasn't, have, yeah, it wasn't I have friends from, nothing I, like I had it was here. I had a girlfriend to grad school. She was from Eritrea. Mm -hmm. And um, I think they had five different people, slaves, if you will. One raised the children, one drove, mm -hmm. one cooked dinner, mm -hmm. one kept the house clean. You know, so again, and so she said, we had slaves, you know, so again, when I think of slavery, I think of Africans selling themselves, selling Africans to to the people who came, you know, to Africa right. to to learn about slavery. Or to, I think they learned it from us. No, 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 no. No, no you think was that, that there was here, it got out of hand. Chattel slavery was here. That's okay. yeah. brutal. Yeah. That's the brutality. And it got out of hand because you've got all these Africans working the land. You're getting richer and richer. They're not letting that go. Well, what, that, yeah. they never do. Yeah, I mean, that, people with money and power only want more money, money and power. That is very, that is very true. And then the other side of that, that's a, a flip side of the coin, is that um, in terms of uh, how you became a slave, i.e., this kind of the genesis of mm -hmm. you could say right. slavery, came when uh, slaves were taken to Europe, and uh, the Pope was given five slaves. The Pope at the time was given five slaves. And then I said, "Hey, look, these these dark people are good for slaves. Number one, they're dark skin. So they can be out in the sun. They can well, no, 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 no. At that point, it was like you could recognize them. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. You know, if you're yeah. around a whole bunch, a whole of, bunch of white, yeah, people, you yeah, just say, hey, that person going too far. Come here. You know what I'm saying? And so that was very easy. But then the thing is, because people they were hardworking people." And they were they were literally moral people too. Like a lot of people. We're very think, compassionate. People. Yeah, we're very compassionate people. Not only that, well, they were strong. They could withstand well, the white man's diseases. Well, they didn't. They that. didn't. They yeah. didn't die off like the Native American died off. They tried to enslave them, but they couldn't withstand the white man's diseases. That's what's very true. Well, that, that's yeah, a, we that's have a that melanin. Point. That's a good point. And right. And so, uh, but I, I I still think at the end of the day, it doesn't make anybody higher or better than anybody else but i think we just have to take advantage of the opportunities that we're given now so you see this as i see i see i see it as i see it as i see it as a good thing because those who do want to fund it, it i think it's unfortunate that it wasn't funded, funded right but i think that those who do want to fund it um have the ability to fund it but who in their right mind would say you know what let me give the government my money so the government can go celebrate uh, black people this, and what people. they've done yeah and so the thing is is, is is more than likely that person who would make that donation would do it another way anyway so um so 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 that's the thing that's unfortunate about that See, i don't know what's going to come of this because the commissionship will terminate on july 1st of 2020 mm -hmm. so they've got a short stint in which and then it's going to go away and all of the expenditures of the commission shall be made solely from donated funds and it's quiet so nobody donates because they don't know about Again, it. it's a vicious... Well, part of it is the commission supposed to be going out to find the donors. That's part of what their their job is. But I think... I've the, not heard anything. The year's almost over. Very, very true. And I think the thing is, um, you know, the way we looked at the bicentennial and we knew it was coming. We knew this was coming in terms of as a country. But I think given the... Um, Again, given the the situation that we we find ourselves, in. it's funny I use the word situation because that's a, that's a word they use in Israel because everybody was given the situation with the Palestinians. This fight that's always going on uh, is is just very interesting. I think it's very interesting. So before we go, please, uh, Lashawn Bennett, thank you for checking in. Frederick, thank you for checking in. Evelyn, Daydream, hey, 
Yes, keep watching. Thank you for checking in. Yeah, so guys, again, you can. Oh yeah, Chris Hayes. You can study this information and find the the uh, P, um, PDF on the HR twelve forty two bill. I guess uh, Pastor Festus Amoya would say is something that they should probably be privy to. Absolutely, uh, I would go look it up. Go look it up right now. Just Google. That's why Google's there. Go right. Google it right now. And on that note, I think you have, um, you, you forgot our stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, guys, yeah, I want you to just kind of from... take us out because, um, so again, you, you're basically feeling like Genesis 15, 13 mm -hmm. is not just solely for this. No, no I, I, okay. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I could, I could say that would be biblically in error to, okay. Okay. to say that. But I think that, um. One of, the, one, one of the things that is true, according to Colossians, is, is that um, we see that the gospel is being shared throughout the world and it's growing and it's being fruitful. And I think that's the major thing that we have to look at is that, is that right now God is doing a work reconciling people to himself. You just that's have right. to ask yourself, are you part of that? Right. What team are you on? What team are you on? And Take on that note, guys, we'd like to thank you for joining us. Next week, we're going to talk about something else that you probably don't know about, and that's called the Mandela Effect. Mm, the, Mandela the Mandela Effect. effect. Yeah. Hey, thank you guys for having me. We'd thank love you to have you. It's our pleasure. Shout out to Absolutely. Bridge of Light. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. Have a good week. You mean Mandela Effect? Mandela Effect. It's called that because... Second. Hey guys. The big rush will <laughs> <laughs>